Hello and welcome back to the Music Works Microcast, business and mindset tips for music professionals. I'm Katie Beardsworth, founder of Polyphony Arts, and this week I want to talk about a hot topic, how to make money from writing music. First, here's a message from our sponsor. Music Works is generously supported by Allianz Musical Insurance, the UK's number one musical instrument insurer with cover for all types of instruments and musical equipment, protecting you against accidental damage, loss, theft and more. Every Allianz Music policy also includes free legal assistance and support, so you can protect yourself both as a musician and in your personal life. Find out more at alliansmusic.co.uk. Allianz, serving the music community since 1960, proud to be the insurer of choice for over 70,000 musicians. So, making money by writing music. How does this work? I have this conversation with composers and writers all the time. They want to know, as their manager, how can we make more money for them? First, let me give you an overview. There are a number of ways to make money as a composer. Uh, There are commissions, which is being paid to write music, as of course you know. Selling and hiring scores for performance, either via a publisher or self-published. Performance fees. Royalties from recorded work, which could be via a label, production music library, or a self-release. Fees for attending rehearsals to work with performers who are giving performances of your work. Teaching composition via workshops, masterclasses, one-to-one or in schools, universities and colleges. And of course, related work, um, performing, instrumental teaching, lecturing, writing books or articles and other things. All of which sounds like there are a lot of opportunities out there, which there are. But the big question is, how do you make these work together to make a financially and musically rewarding career? To answer this question, we need to look at how contemporary classical music works as part of the industry and of culture in general right now. Where does the money and interest come from? So let's start with commissions, which is usually um, the biggest priority for composers that want to work with us. So the unfortunate truth is that commissions, especially well-paid ones, are not easy to come by in the context of this type of career. There are very few composers that make all their money purely from writing new music. This, as I say, is an unfortunate truth, and as much as I wish it weren't, I have to say it. Also, there is a huge amount of unpaid work that goes into commissions, get into acquiring them. So people have to have heard your work, and to make that happen, your work needs to be played and recorded as much as possible. This means you need to have musicians on board, musicians who are playing a lot and getting your work into programmes. This means that the musicians need to be playing for the kind of promoters that are happy to programme new music. This conundrum effectively illustrates what I call the composer's dilemma. Contemporary classical music is relatively reluctantly programmed overall in the classical music world. I say this with some reservations as I know that the UK's contemporary music scene is one of the best in the world and I also know that there are promoters everywhere trying to programme more, performers everywhere wanting to play more and composers everywhere dying to write more. Um, So how do audiences fit into this? So obviously to talk about classical audiences as one entity is the same as trying to talk about the global population as one entity. 
As classical music lovers and people, we are all very different with a range of tastes from the traditional to the extreme. All too often, I hear concert promoters claiming their audiences won't like certain types of music. I always think we could take more risks with audiences. There is so much evidence out there that audiences love being challenged. And also, what about the audiences that we're not attracting with our traditional tastes? But I don't blame promoters for this either. They are usually putting on a very expensive art form on a shoestring. It is really difficult to be adventurous when one bad box office can make or break a season's balance sheet. So where does the answer lie? We circle back to money, the subject of this podcast. So we could, of course, fix this through better funding of the arts or more reliable funding of the arts. More comfortable budgets would mean that more risk taking is possible, would mean that contemporary classical music was programmed and commissioned more often, composers and performers make more money, and the future of a rich and vital art form is saved. This is a simplistic cycle, obviously. Nonetheless, it's basically true. Uh, Also, to my mind, it's not realistic in the current climate to rely on government funds to fix this scarcity issue. So what other options do we have? Now, let's look for a moment at film, TV, music, and also music for games and other media. Um, These are by far the most active outlet for contemporary classical music to get to the general public at the moment. Anyone who is not into new classical music is likely to only consume their music from the big and small screen. So for individual composers, I can recommend looking at production music catalogues managed by companies companies like MediaTracks. You can hear more about Media Tracks on the Music Works podcast episode 4.5, which is coming out on uh, Friday, the 8th of October. Catalogues like this are a great way to get your music into film, TV and games, etc. And this income stream um, can be very lucrative in itself and also complements commissions and other works nicely. Um, So essentially, my recommendations for composers working within the funding system that we have at the moment is to do your best to get yourself into a good cycle as far as that composer's um, dilemma I mentioned earlier, including a combination of of commissions, of lots of performances, as many as possible, um, and ideally adding um, into the royalty side of things uh, a presence in a music catalogue so that that Um, increases your likelihood of of earning a lot of royalties essentially Um, for audiences performers and anyone else that's um, listening to this podcast and uh, all I can ask is to keep listening to contemporary classical music in whatever context suits you best it's such a fantastic and varied genre and of course is the only vehicle for classical music um, to continue as the world becomes more developed and inclusive and you know I realize it's a bit odd to to ask people to carry on listening to things that are that are important to me but I do think that there's something about this this genre if that's what it can be called that has historically put people off we've always been like you know back in the sort of mid 20th century contemporary music was not allowed to be tonal it had to be very avant-garde and um experimental and the you know really contemporary classical music is to say you don't like it is almost tantamount to saying you don't like any music at all because there's just such a wide variety of ways it can it can be um so I suppose 
I'm encouraging open-mindedness and also honesty about what you like because I personally as a promoter would absolutely love to hear someone say to me you know what I'm never going to come and listen to to this in this context but actually if you put on um you know works in a different place or in a different way or for a different length of time or anything like that you know I would I would personally find that incredibly valuable so you know maybe we can have a think about that and feedback to our local promoters Um, And for the industry in general, um, I really hope that we can break this cycle of scarcity in new music and find a lucrative market for contemporary classical music that matches its brilliance and importance. If you need help, you can find like-minded people at Polyphony Arts. Our strategic career coaching programme is perfect for you if you want to make more money from your music. For more free music business and mindset tips and thoughts, subscribe to Music Works on any podcast platform and sign up to our mailing list on our website, www.polyphonyarts.com forward slash mailing dash list. Music Works is generously supported by Allianz Musical Insurance, the UK's number one musical instrument insurer, serving the music community since 1960, proud to be the insurer of choice for over 70,000 musicians. Find out more at alliancemusic.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.